the college football experience week seven DFS slate for Friday, Saturday morning and Saturday night episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog has just added pick em scorchers where you can win a hundred times the amount of money you enter. That's right, folks. Turn five dollars into five hundred in just one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use the promo code SGPN and Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the promo code SGP at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use that promo code S. G P we're also brought to you by hall of fame bets. The sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. And finally, we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL second chance survivor contest. Which is presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Show for tonight, Friday night. Uh, also, Saturday, Saturday night. You know, we we got you covered here. It's we were planning to do this episode yesterday, and we ran into a scheduling conflict. And uh, yeah, so hopefully you, you you still played DFS with us, but uh, yeah, it didn't happen. And uh, now here we better are. Better late than never. Yes, better late than never. We got tonight's slate. Loaded up for you. We got tomorrow morning and tomorrow night slate loaded up for you. We got the chat rocket. Shout out to Chad G. Um, but uh, first, first, I mean, so last night we did have, you know, three college football games. Shout out to the FCS game that I know college football campus tour was at. Um, Folks, give him a follow if you didn't already know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we had cr- craziness and terribleness all at the same time. And uh, it, first and foremost, we had the Mike Leach introduction to the podcast, and Mike Leach, part of his coaching tree, has Neil Brown and Dana Holgerson on that tree. Uh, Holgerson played wide receiver for Mike Leach at Iowa Wesleyan a long, long time ago. But we had the Holgerson Bowl in Houston, Texas, and I know, uh, I know, you know uh, that game, un- uh, unbelievable. That was a uh, that might be the best game of the season thus far, considering Crazy. considering just what the hell actually happened in that game. Um, 
back and forth. You had uh, just uh, the Houston special teams. I feel 42 like forty-two fourth quarter points <laughs> combined. Forty-two fourth quarter points, similar to that like uh, UNC App State game last year. Oh yeah, where just exactly. the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter is just back and forth, just crazy. Yeah, and I'll shout out Brendan Leary, uh, friend, a uh, f- uh, fan of the show that I, I met in Houston, Texas. Uh, 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 the the from the trip when I went to Texas A and M. He's a LSU and Houston fan, and he resides in Houston after moving from Baton Rouge. And I know he was at the game, saying one mm. of the greatest games he was ever at. Um, so Houston, have, blow- you, have you checked on our you know TCE West Virginia fans? Have you checked on them? Are they doing okay? I had to do a Big West Conference preview college basketball last night. So how uh, was uh, Moneyline Max Energy? He was hurt. He was hurt, but he also thought, you know, and I know he got a lot of flack on Twitter with this. Was you know, Dub V fans disagree with him. He said, you know, at the end of the day, Houston outplayed him. Um, I would agree. If you have a double-digit lead with five minutes left, you probably don't deserve to win if you're the team losing. But Neil Brown rally rallied. They did have over a hundred yards and penalties. Uh, West Virginia did, um, including a big one on that touchdown celebration that gave Houston pretty good field position to throw that hail Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a true bummer if you're dub V because you look at that remaining schedule and you say, man, we could be in Arlington at the end of the year. I mean, you're going to be favored in, in pretty much every game except the Oklahoma game, maybe the UCF game. And had they won this one where they had the lead with what? 12 seconds left. It would have been very interesting to see. Now it's still possible. Um, Shouldn't just, you know, say the season's over because you still play, you know, Oklahoma. And I don't think there's that big of a gap between Oklahoma and West Virginia. So well, there's still three road trips in, within the Big 12 left on their schedule, and I don't want to throw shade at West Virginia because they're having a, a a very good season so far. They're better than a lot of people expected. Their win total was only four and a half. If they won last night, they would have been over on their win total already. But were they really good enough to run the table? Even if the schedule isn't you know too bad, I I would say no. I would say they're going to slip up. Well, a couple they, more they times. didn't need to run. I mean, now they need to run the table. Yeah, like then. In my opinion, they could have lost the Oklahoma game and still been in there. And the question you ask yourself then is, were they good enough to take care of business at home? I think they were good enough to take care of business at home. I think the big question mark when it came down to the two other road games at UCF and then in the final game of the year at Baylor, where I kind of suspect they're going to have an interim head coach. So I think it would have came down to that UCF game. I still think that all six games left on their schedule are kind of 50 50 games. So I don't think they're going to go five and one. I think four and two, and and I think you're really happy you know, to to have an eight and four season. Who expected an eight and four season for West Virginia this year? Uh, I did think they were a lot better. No, I mean I, I was certainly on the yeah, over four and a half. Yeah, I thought they were a lot better than four. Yeah, fair. So here's what's crazy too, though, is Holgerson could have saved his job by this play. So. I think there was a high chance that he's getting himself fired. Maybe, you know, they get their first ever big 12 win on a hail Mary 
you gotta love this if you're Houston, but at the same time, if you're a Houston fan and you don't, if you want new coaching blood, this is actually terrible for you in a way. Um, either way, phenomenal game. And uh, you know how you really solidify your job? How's next that? Next week. Next week. Yeah. No, I, I think they got. Yeah, they get Texas next week, right? They got Texas coming into Houston. That's how any, you. Any yeah. chance? Sure. <laughs> I mean. Holgerson, I think when he was at West Virginia had a knack for fucking with Texas. Yeah. So maybe he can continue that. I don't know. I know that game sold out there in Houston. I'm cu- I'm still curious t- to see if it will be, is it sold out with Texas fans or is it sold out with Houston Cougar fans? Um, I imagine there's going to be some burnt orange in the crowd, but you would hope that it's mostly Houston fans. Yeah. And then, uh, so then you have that going on where Holgerson survives giving up uh, what? 20 some points in the fourth and uh, getting a, just a classic win. And and you could argue this is karma. Holgerson felt disrespected. He felt like the fans and the uh, administration at dub V didn't, uh, didn't fully, you know, they didn't give him that extension. You know, uh, it was personal. You know, yeah. it was personal for him. Yeah. So I, it feels like Maybe the football gods were on the side of uh, you know Roy Munson 2.0 there. <laughs> um, then you have, then you have the 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 East Carolina SMU game where Mike Houston uh, to me year five of Mike Houston. You got no excuse to be this bad. The quarterback play is awful. The reason why ECU lost that game was 14-10. They threw a pick six. Um, and that kind of everything went terrible from there, but that's been the story all year. He keeps going back and forth. Another thing I hate is going back and forth between the quarterbacks. Um, I think they should fire Mike Houston. I think they should be talking. Speaking of West Virginia, I think they should be talking to rich Rodriguez. If you look at their losses this year, at least three of them. Yeah. Just the the one to Michigan. Okay. You weren't expected to win that, but the Marshall game fourth quarter lead. Complete collapse late. The App State game, they were up at halftime. Another, uh, you know, second half collapse. Uh, the Rice game, that was kind of back and forth. But again, SMU scores. You know, they seventeen nothing in the in the fourth quarter to to a pull away and win. So it's, I don't know if it's depth is a problem. I know ECU's been raided in the portal, and you haven't been happy with Houston bring in talent via the portal. So uh, something's going on there where they're just having you know complete collapses in the second half, and that's why the record's one and five right now. Well, yeah. And look, I mean, it, it, everything, he doesn't really use the portal. Like, I mean, yes, he brings in guys, but like, to me, we get hit more than we ever get. And if you watch that Houston game last night, Malik feaster, uh, who had a, a big time punt return a couple times, I feel like in that game for Houston starting corner, he was from ECU uh, last year. So uh, <laughs> watching both games at the same time, you sit there and say, man, and you can't have this in year five. You can go out and get a better quarterback. You're trusting your system, your system. I've watched now six, you know, six weeks and that it sucks. You know what I mean? Like you had, there's opportunity to go get decent quarterback play out there. I refuse to believe. I mean, look, even like app States Aguilar that came from a Juco ranks in California um, is, is better than, than what the East ECU quarterback situation is. And and there's other opportunities out there. You got a starting job in the AAC. You look around at some of the other got JT Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you look a lot. I, I'm fuck. I would have taken that by far. Um, 
you look at some of the other group of five quarterbacks, um, and you see transfers, whether it's Wyoming's Andrew Peasley, you know, whether it's, you know, you can Fresno's Mikey Keen. Why couldn't that be you? Because you're 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 you know, you're not you don't really buy that much into the transfer portal in my opinion. And they should pick up the phone, they should call Rich Rodriguez, they should call, you know, a slew of other coaches, see if they're interested. Um because well, you got Biff Pogey and the Charlotte Clits coming into Greenville next week. You don't want to get, t- you know, knocked down a peg by Charlotte and have Charlotte as being the better team in the American in the state of North Carolina. That might seal his fate if he if ECU loses next week. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of think it's like a fifty-fifty game to tell you the truth. Like I don't, I, I with that offense, I mean, there is no way he's going to a bowl this year with Charlotte. Then at UTSA, like he had to win the Rice game or the Marshall game if you wanted to go bowling. They have Charlotte. To me, the only winnable games left are what Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, Navy, Tulsa. That would be five wins at best. And right. I don't even, I don't even think they're good enough to to run the table there. Uh, uh, of course not. I mean, yeah. so I didn't watch any of this game last night. How was the crowd? Was the crowd no still see? So that that's a sign. I there, mean, man. the the crowd, the crowd, like the student section showed up, but. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like they trickled out pretty fast, but uh, ECU has great fans. Just give them something to cheer for. And, and if the fans didn't show up, that's a sign that, you know, the team is lost and there's, there's just no excitement around the program and that therefore you probably need to change. Yeah. All you got to do is, is, is type in Mike Houston. And all you see is ECU fans on Twitter saying fire Mike Houston, fire him. How the hell is he still got a job? Uh, shout out to the chat. Jay Scott. Appreciate you listening, Jay Scott. He's at work. Jay Scott's son, running back for Lindenwood in the FCS. Shout out to that. Oh, nice. Yeah, there we go. Uh, all right, let's get to the DFS slate, um, folks. Before we do that, I want to tell you that the College Football Experience Week Seven DFS show for Friday and Saturday is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, look, Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times uh, payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending their first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. A hundred thousand dollars will be given away every single Sunday, too. Yeah, ten lucky players will get ten thousand dollars each. An Underdog I like. Uh, tomorrow is BYU. I think me and NC Nick both like BYU. Yes. So, what are you doing, folks? Uh, watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little extra cash on underdogs, mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's underdog fantasy promo code S G P N Rosso brought to you by manscaped who has taken a step up from old Balloween to bring you in your face, the cleanest shave it's ever seen. I needed to use it. I'm, I got stubble. All right. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's got the all new handyman. It's the best way to get rid of that stubble. Uh, featuring a compact design and next gen skin safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween season by going to manscaped.com and use that promo code SGP for 20% off plus free shipping. Once again, 20% off plus free shipping, promo code SGP at manscaped.com. Uh, for a sweet as look as uh, for, I'm sorry, for a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from manscaped. All right. 
We are back on the college football experience DFS show. Let's quickly recap uh, the last three nights uh, since we last spoke on Monday when we did uh, a DFS portion. So Tuesday night, uh, AKA Badger wins. I came in second. I uh, I edge you out in our side bet between App State receivers who both did jack shit. But Caden Robinson had three fantasy points. Christian Horn only two and a half. Uh, Wednesday night, B for fifty four wins again. I come in second. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Uh, but I won the side bet again. Eric Rivers. The this this was the battle of FIU receivers. Eric Rivers went three for forty five, and you had Bracy who went two for twenty four. And then last night, Trash Man seventy nine wins, and our, our guy again, B for fifty four, came in second. All right, moving forward. That FIU game. When I turned it on in the first quarter. They were down twenty-one nothing. Yeah, and UTEP was like inside the thirty. I don't even know how they didn't get points on that drive, but I'm just sitting there like, what the hell is happening here? All right, so uh, we got what three games tonight? All three kind of entertaining games. Tulane at For Memphis, sure. a gigantic game in the AAC. Over under fifty-five. I mean, major implications potentially. Or you could see this as a rematch in the AAC championship. Um, For sure. Mississippi River football is back, as Patty C says. Uh, then you have the Fresno State at Utah State game. Remember, though, Mikey Keene seems like he's not going to play. He's not playing. Yeah. Uh, Over under 55 and a half. And then you have Stanford heading to Boulder, Colorado for perhaps the final time as the Pac 12 comes to a crashing burning end this season. The highest over under of 59 in that game. Yeah. So did you roster two quarterbacks? I did. And uh, you did too. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, our guy, Patty C's uh, man crush, Michael Pratt, Tulane. Goldilocks. 7.8K. Yes. Uh, I surprisingly, mean, well, I, I maybe not surprisingly, not the most expensive quarterback because Shadur Sanders is the most expensive at ninety five hundred. But I don't think there's that much of a difference. What is that like one point seven k? I think you have to go Pratt here. I know if you listen to our Wednesday night pick show, we're both we're both high on Tulane. Actually, no, this is Friday night, so this would have been our Monday night pick show. Uh, we're both high on Tulane, and if you're high on Tulane, you have to expect a big game from Pratt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially like the Memphis defense seems to me to be an area that they can exploit. Um, I, it's it's interesting. Memphis's schedule, Memphis's defense playing better than I thought coming into the year. But then you kind of look at who's been on the schedule. Arkansas State before they made the switch to the uh, the freshman quarterback who's been lighting it up for the for the Red Wolves. Uh, they still had JT Shrout for that game, who sucks. And then. Uh, then they had Bethune Cookman and Bethune is one is just a really bad FCS. And then uh Taylor Green and Boise blow us. A they blew a 17 point lead, but uh but you know, they're not efficient as a passing team. Uh now Missouri is and Missouri won. That's their one loss. Now, we'll see if Michael Pratt can take advantage of that as well cuz I think he might be able to. Um, I expect Tulane to be in the in the 30s. I mean, Boise was in the 30s. Uh, Memphis was um, Missouri was in the thirties, even Navy put up 24 on them. So I think the, the Memphis defense is decent, but I, I expect a, a big game from Pratt. So yeah. you did not roster Shadur Sanders. Nope. Too expensive. Your boy, your team. 
Yeah, I know. But my thing is also, uh, I mean, it makes sense to roster him if you wanted to, but I just think there's a lot of value in the quarterbacks on the Friday slate. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be one of those like shootout games, like the um, a TCU game or the USC game. I think this one is going to be a little bit lower scoring than that. I don't think Stanford wants that kind of pace, so um, I think he's just too expensive in this slate. Who's your second guy? I'm taking you to Maverick Stadium, Logan, Utah, where all of a sudden Cooper Lagasse (laughs) is balling. Play the music, man. Yeah. Steve Young 2.0. Look, if you now, what's that? Remember last time we rostered him, what he did? Yeah, it was against Air Force. Negative, negative fantasy points before getting benched. I mean, they they clearly pulled the strings on him too early because once the other quarterback got injured against UConn, he comes in, and you could argue that he's the reason why this team are kind of the cardiac uh, Aggies. Well, hey, so sometimes getting benched is like the slap in the face to to wake you up and say, you know, hey, I need to play better ball. And um, ever since he got his second chance after Hillstead went down with the injury, he has been playing better ball. They're at home, you know. I, I expect a pretty good game, and the deck guy's dirt cheap, five point three k. Yeah, yeah, gotta love that. He's dual threat too. This guy runs a lot. Yeah. Um. So I I, I like that play. Um. Okay. Well, running backs. I only went with two running backs, which I don't traditionally do. How about yourself? Only, only two here as well. I, I wonder how many similarities we're going to have here. Did you roster the most expensive running back? I don't think so. Blake Watson. Nope. The old dominion no. transfer. No, I did not. Blake Watson has been absolutely crushing it this year. I mean, not, not to mention what he's done on the ground, but how about in the air? The guy has 26 catches for 233 yards and a touchdown already. There's been games where he's had nine catches, a game with six catches. Uh, the Memphis offense, you know, it, it runs on Blake Watson. Yeah. So through the air or on the ground, he's just going to get a ton of touches. I mean, look, I mean, I spent all my money, so he's just not available for me. Um, but it makes sense. ODU transfer has been a stud this season. I kind of like the two lane defensive line though, man. I still expect this game to go over 55. I expect like a 34, 27 type victory for Tulane. So I think Memphis is going to do their, you know, they're going to get some offensively. And like I said, if that D line is stopping the run, well, then they're going to start throwing screen passes to them. All right. All right. Let's go. Okay. Well, my top running back, I'm taking you to the other side of that game. Or Makai Hughes. Play the music again. Oh. I'm with you there. Green wave running back. All right. You, you know, I think the two lane green wave. It's easy to see a tide turn. Are gonna get it done. So uh I know he splits time with uh with Clayton Johnson, the Colorado transfer, but at the same time, Hughes is their st- established guy. Five point one yards to carry, seventy-two rushes, three touchdowns. Uh, I think he's pretty much taken over that backfield. Last game, he went twenty-two for one twenty-three, two touchdowns. Clayton Johnson only got two carries that game. So, what w- what was more of an even split to begin the year? I think uh, Hughes has pulled away. Yeah. Then, uh, so my second running back. Then, you know. Keeping it in the family here. EJ Smith for the Stanford Cardinal. 
Do I worry about the, uh, they can, uh, they split, they split time. All right. But Stanford's going to have a tough season this year. I think everyone knows that Troy Taylor, their head coach, is, he knows that EJ Smith is a veteran. You know who EJ Smith's dad played with? Deion well, first Sanders. off, his dad, his dad is Emmett Smith. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, he played with Deion Sanders. Now I know Casey Filkins also gets the, the rock. They both average 6.4 yards to carry. Filkins has six more rushes on the season, but I think in a, in a game where you're trying to find uh, you know, a little bit of an edge. I think playing against old pops teammate, um, nationally televised EJ Smith, fifth year senior, could have transferred, came back. I think they're gonna give him the ball a little more than normal. So uh and he's good. He is good. I mean, six point four yards of rush is good. Uh, I was kind of surprised he's not getting more touches this year. You know, before he got hurt last year, he had a really good game against Colgate and then also played well against USC. So I thought coming into this year, I don't know if it, if it's the injury or if it's a new coaching staff and they're just dividing up carries. I thought he should have been the lead running back for Stanford. So I've been kind of disappointed with uh, the lack of touches this year for him, which is why I didn't roster him. But I I do think there's talent there. Well, and you don't see my angle of, you know, he could have grad transferred. Everyone else grad transferred. He came back. Yeah. I think they reward him here nationally televised game for you know. NFL scouts to see against primetime his dad's teammate and friend. So could be, um, all right. Who's your second running back? Uh, so I already, already mentioned both mine. It was uh, Hughes and Watson. So oh, yeah. I'll jump into my top receiver and is the only person I have in the Stanford Colorado game. I think you have to get pieces of the Colorado passing attack. So I went with their most expensive receiver, Xavier Weaver, 6.9 K. Uh, well, I got him as well. You know, I got to get my bus wide outs. All right. Are we at all you, worried that Travis Hunter is, is playing? I, I think he can still I mean, Weaver can still get his. I think Weaver is yeah. their, their wide receiver one. Anyway. Um, do you like Weaver better than horn? Uh, I rostered both. I actually, Ooh. I actually, uh, yeah. Jimmy horn is my second wide out. I actually like Horn better, as yeah. far as like as a Colorado fan. I mean, Weaver's good. Uh, both are good. They were both at South Florida last year, but Horn's a little more of a home run threat to me. Like, I, I wasn't sure which one to go with. Obviously, I had the money for either one, so I just kind of went with Weaver. I think he has more catches on the year. Yeah, um, he's a little more so, of the possession receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I rostered both, and uh, I think both are going to tear it up and uh, go Buffs, baby. All right. Well, my second highest receiver, uh, this is going to be my stack with Cooper Lagasse and uh, that's Jesse, uh, sorry, Jalen Royals, uh, the Utah state receiver for an even six K. And uh, all you have to do is look at his production. The last two games, seven for one eighty five and three touchdowns, six for one forty and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take a piece of that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so here's the question you got to ask yourself for one year. I, I obviously have two more wideouts, but you know, Colorado's defense have given up a lot of points. So do you search for a wideout with Stanford, which I, I didn't do, but I'm considering as we do this show, or do you search for, you know, uh, one, on, one in the mountain West, 
Uh, I'll tell you essentially what I did here was I, well, I put Terrell Vaughn on here. Who's just a, a stud at Utah state. Um, so he's my next highest price wideout at seven K. Uh, if you haven't watched Utah state over the past two years, this guy's a stud. So this one makes sense. Even with Lagos back, I like it more because there's more of a connection and more of a history of yeah. them being good. Um, did you roster Terrell Vaughn at all? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have the money for him. So I went with uh, the cheaper Utah state receiver. Who's basically putting up the same stats, at least the last couple games, which also coincides with the games that like that uh, Lagos has come back at, and played in. So I'm getting my Utah state receiver who doesn't have as, as much of a productive track record as yours, but he's been just as good the last couple weeks. I'm getting him for a cheaper price at only 5.6 K. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's six K. Okay. And even six K. Yeah. So a thousand dollars cheaper. Right. Um my so next receiver is five point six K. And I, I do think there's an angle taking somebody on Stanford, but ultimately I didn't feel comfortable with that passing attack or any of the receivers. So I, I leaned more towards the Mountain West game or the two late Memphis game to get other guys. And uh at five point six K, I went Rock Taylor, Memphis's wide receiver one. Um, this guy. For only 5.6 K again, the last couple of games, seven for one forty three, five for one Oh two and a touchdown. You're getting a wide receiver one for a pretty good price there. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, and, and, but let me ask you about, so if you go back to, so we know Logan Fife is going to be starting for Fresno state, right? Yeah. If you go back last season, he got a few starts. Now he, he had some he, he, you know, Hayner got injured in that USC game. He came in. He actually looked good in the USC game, uh, but then after that, he struggled in, on at Boise and at UConn. But then his final two starts, where they got wins, he looked good against San Jose State with a solid performance, completing seventy-five percent of his passes, twenty-four of thirty-two. And then same with New Mexico. So the question is, back for yet another season. Is there value in taking perhaps a Fresno State wideout? Even with, there's, what's that? There, there's always value in a Fresno State wideout with Jeff Tedford as as the head coach. The reason why I didn't roster one of their most expensive guys like Brooks or Gill was because Mikey Key's not in there. But I did I did roster uh, at five point five k Jalen Moss, who's their wide receiver three. Because I, I wanted, I still wanted pieces of the Fresno game. I just wasn't willing to spend up for it. So falling back to to this guy, who's also been pretty damn productive too. Uh, what nine? He's he's had two games this year where he's he's really you know shown up. Nine for one fifteen and a touchdown. Seven for one twenty and a touchdown. So this allows me to get part of that passing game for more of a bargain bin price, just in case it's not as good of as it was with Keen. Yeah. Uh well I uh, I loaded up on Jalen Gill the uh, wasn't he a Boston College transfer I think he was, he was. Yeah. yeah um I mean I understand he doesn't have the continuity perhaps from last season as some of the other wideouts that were at Fresno with Fife but still I mean this is a guy just uh, what two weeks ago against Nevada had eight for one twenty six and two touchdowns so uh, I will take a shot on him he's also got five touchdowns on the season um really the the, yeah, I mean, he didn't play that much in the Kent state game. Cause they were up by so much. Um, so I, I think that's my, uh, that's my roster. It's my final. I, I think Fresno's still gonna be able to move the ball. 
I still think. Yeah, I think we. I think we both like Fresno laying the points, even though it's it's climbing some. Well, no, actually, it's dropping some. It's, it's only five and a half now. So even with, I mean, there's. I guess you could argue there's backups on both sides, but Cooper Lagasse has played a lot more football than Fife, even though Fife, you know, started a couple of games last year. So you could argue that it's two, it's two backup quarterbacks here, but I do expect some offense, you know, regardless of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's jump on over to Saturday's action. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience DFS show is brought to you by SGPN second chance survivor. Look, you already, you're already knocked out of your NFL survivor. Let's be honest. I am took the Redskins against the bears. Didn't hit. All right. Didn't hit. I'm fool. I'm a fool to take the Redskins in any survivor. But look, don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN Second Chance Survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Three thousand dollars are up for grabs. Winner take all. It uh, starts NFL Week Seven, so sign up now. SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/survivor. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/survivor. Uh, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, we are back on the college football experience DFS show. And uh, let's jump on over to Saturday morning slate. Um, I think it was Saturday night was the one I didn't really care for. Saturday morning, I enjoyed. How about you? Still there? I think you're on mute. I think you're on mute. Sorry about that. I was coughing a couple of minutes ago when you, when you were doing an ad read. I didn't want to pick that up. So you got me now? Yeah, I got you now. Uh, I thought the Saturday morning slate I had a blast with. The Saturday night slate I did not. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I have kind of an interesting approach to the Saturday night slate, which is either going to be boom or bust. So we'll, we'll we'll tackle that in a couple of minutes. But I do like this slate, and, and obviously the big question on this slate is what do you do with the Oregon Washington game with an over under of sixty seven points? But it's hard to stack in this game because the prices of these guys are really high. And that's, you know, two quarterbacks over 10 K each. You know, so I, I'm curious if you spent up on either quarterback and if you did, did you stack them with any of their receivers? Uh, I, I did not spend up on the, uh, on the quarterbacks there. I think there's some value quarterbacks out there that could have some big games. So I loaded up on some, some cheaper quarterbacks that are, yeah. that are studs I'll- in my mind. Ultimately, I agreed. Spending 10K or 10.2K on Knicks or Penix Jr. was just a little too much. And then I, especially because if, if you do spend up, then it's hard to stack them with any of those top notch receivers. So I agree. I didn't roster either one of them. Who's your top dog? My top price quarterback from, uh, I'm t- they're actually the same price and they're playing against one another. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Look, I want Kansas quarterback play. I know yeah. last week actually he did not put up a, a ton of a ton of points. But if you go back to one of the other starts he had, um, he's only had two starts this season. Uh Jason Bean, Kansas uh, Jayhawks there. I know he only threw for ninety one yards last week and only rushed for ten, which was shocking to me. 
that you would only rush for 10 yards. I don't think that'll be the case this week. Um, but you go back to, like I said, he started the season. He threw for 276 yards, two scores in the season opener. Um, I know they're in Stillwater, but Jason Bean is a fifth, six year senior, I believe. Um, so I loaded up on him at seven K. Wow. So both your quarterbacks. And so you went him and Alan Bowman and they're both seven K. Yes. Alan Bowman. Uh, what, but first off, both like 30 year, 30 year old quarterbacks here, <laughs> Bowman last week at home threw for two thirty five. All right. Two thirty five. Didn't throw a touchdown. I think he's going to get some, and we know Kansas defense, not nearly as good as Kansas states over the years. So I think he can have a better offensive output. Actually, you look at the past two games. He he's gotten a Yoma still for 300 against a good Iowa state team in Ames. I think he does it against this Kansas Jayhawk team. I like it. You know, I, I do think Bean is in a, a spot here for, for a bounce back, but I, I think Oklahoma state's a live dog here. So I think Bowman can now have, have a solid game too. Um, I didn't roster either of these guys, but I don't mind either play. Uh, they are. Yeah. I'm curious as to what the rest of your roster is going to look like. Cause you did save so much money at quarterback. And also in a slate where a lot of people are going to pay up for those big, those big dollar quarterbacks, uh, the rest of your roster is probably going to be a lot better than the rest of their rosters. So yeah, I like it. I like it. It's interesting. Um, my top guy is 8.4 K and I'm looking to fade the Arkansas defense. And I got Bama's Jalen Milrow at home. Uh, and you know what? We, we've, we've known what he can do with his legs for a long time. Well, last week he also threw for three twenty one and three touchdowns. Maybe he's making some strides passing the ball. I expect uh, the Bama quarterback to put up a a pretty nice game. Yeah, he did all that on one pass. Well, you know, no, maybe no, no. he can. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying one one pass over and over and over. Oh, okay, that, okay. Yeah. One gotcha. Yeah, um, the 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 vertical route was just available whenever they wanted it, and yeah, I mean Arkansas's defense is not good, so why not? Um, Especially, I mean, he's like you know almost two thousand dollars cheaper than the top guys. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, uh, my second guy is also uh, a dual threat quarterback and um, I'm going to go uh, Emory Jones, 7.3 K. <clears throat> I like that Cincinnati's coming off a bye, and they're in the midst of a three game losing streak. So uh, they're going to come out, you know, they need this game. And again, like he's not the most accomplished passer either, but with his legs, he provides a very safe floor. Give me a rushing touchdown and he'll have a, a good game. This one, I'm not a big fan of your play uh, because uh, Iowa State's defense is good. Yeah, they're pretty good, yeah. but Cincinnati's at home, and I do like the extra time coming off the bye to figure a few things out offensively. Mm, mm. We'll see. That, that, now that probably is a, that's a pretty good side bet because because I could have went Bean or uh, Bowman here. Yeah, let's choose one. Choose one, and that's our side bet. Uh, while they're at home, I will go with Alan Bowman. Bowman versus Jones. I'm writing it down. What makes it official? Let's go. Bottle of bourbon on the line, folks. Um, I'm already up two to nothing in side bets this week, so you got some some ground to make up, buddy. I'm not sweating. All right. Uh, running back wise, I loaded All up. Right. I loaded up with three running backs. How about you? I have three as well. My top price running back is uh, in Seattle. Bucky Irving. So we know Washington's defense uh, hasn't really been tested by elite. Like if anything, Boise, I thought was having success on the ground. They just, they had to ditch it because they were getting down too much. Play the music. 
Let's go. Bucky Irvin's been been a solid player. He gets the ball receiving too. He always gets like two, three catches a game too. So, and and Oregon, other than the Texas Tech game, they've been they've been blowing teams out. So the most carries he's had this year is thirteen, and he's been productive with kind of limited carries because he hasn't been needed, you know, to to hand the rock to twenty times. I think there's a, a game scenario here where Oregon tries to keep that Washington offense on the sidelines as much as possible, control the clock, run it more. I think in this game we could see Bucky Irving get closer to twenty rushes. I think if he does, he's going to have a very nice game. And you know, I kind of like the ducks on the road here. So uh, yeah, I'm all over Bucky Irving. I, I, you still have to get pieces of this game, even if you don't go the quarterback route. So I think, uh, I mean, and also 7.5 K Bo Nix was 10 K. So you're talking about you're saving 2.5 K if you go Irving over Nix. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so now let's uh, tell me your uh, your. So wait, no, I'll, I'll go. Devin Neal, I'm staying with the the great state of Kansas. Um, Devin Neal is the just a stud. You see what he did against UCF? Twelve He's rushes for 154 yards, 13 yards a rush. Woo, unbelievable. Um, yeah, look, I think Kansas <laughs> is is going to be. This is going to be a very exciting game. Uh, and I think Kansas, I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this game. So you want to get the, the bell cow for the Jayhawks and Devin Neal. Did you roster Devin Neal? And if not, why did you not? I didn't, but I rostered the bell cow in the same game on Oklahoma state. That's my guy, Ali Gordon. I was, I was telling you about him last week, last week, 21 for 136 and a touchdown the week before that 18 for 121. As soon as or Oklahoma state found out that they should start Alan Bowman. That just opened up this entire offense. So I like going with uh, running back in this game, but I'm gonna go with the one at home. And I told you, I kind of like Oklahoma state. I think uh, Kansas's defense is probably worse than the pokes. So that's why I went Gordon over Neil. As, and Gordon's uh, established himself as for sure. The, the top bell. Yeah. Eight C through the first two weeks, he had kind of just barely gotten the ball, but the past two weeks he has emerged 18 rushes for 121 against Iowa state. Uh, and then, and then he opened it up against Kansas state 21 for 136. So I do think you're seeing now him, uh, you know, established as the top guy. Uh, all right. All right. That's a solid play. I'm actually looking to pivot off of my, uh, my last running back because I realized that uh, he was questionable. Um, there is a situation in college park. I find. So have you had a chance to see Caden Fegan? Not well. Why do I know that name? Who's Caden Fegan? He is a freshman running back from Illinois, right mm. now. Last week, they only rushed him five times, which was weird because I was high on him the week before at Purdue. He had 11 for 85. And I think he's kind of established himself as their best running back, but they went back to Reggie love last week and it was unsuccessful. I'm going to take a shot. This is a, this is a ballsy play here. What's uh, the price? Uh, he is uh 4,500. Mm, but Maryland, I think Maryland's run defense is probably not as good as people think. And if he can have a the last time uh, Illinois hit the road at Purdue, I mean Fegan was a big chunk of that offense. Eleven for eighty-five. He also had three receptions. So I'm go. I'm loading up, taking a shot on the freshman Caden Fegan. 
So when he was getting those carries, was that when Love was injured? Because they have McCray there also. So Love last week, see, Love only had seven carries last week. What happened last week? No, did anybody run the ball? <laughs> um, McCray had how many carries? Ten. Okay, so he was the top guy last week. No, he didn't play last week. Ah, so yeah, I think he was a healthy scratch. Well, that's interesting. Um, I don't have a good feel for this back for this backfield. I thought love was their guy when he's healthy, but uh, yeah, they only ran for 21 yards, <laughs> man. Um, interesting. Well, that's a shot in the dark here. Uh, if, if you saw something that flashed on screen, maybe, maybe you're onto something. It was the Purdue game, not the Nebraska game, the Purdue yeah, well, game. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, my third running back is also dirt cheap. 4,400. Um, and this is Eli Sanders for Iowa state. Now that's who I originally had, but I saw he was questionable. No, he's not. Not questionable. Interesting. I was just looking at the, their stats on uh, ESPN. And I thought I saw a questionable because that was my, that was my guy. Yeah. So, I mean, Iowa state's been a committee this year too, but last week Sanders was the feature back. He's a true freshman. 16 for 99 and a touchdown versus TCU in a win. So why change what worked last week? So I expect another, so he's not questionable. No, he, I, I, I see no injury tag whatsoever on him. All right. Then I'll go back to him. Let's go. All right. There we go. Play the play music. That, that was my guy originally. That's what I was saying. I'm pivoting. And, and I, I, I think Iowa state's live buddy in, in uh, Patty C's. Petty sees uh Nippert Stadium. Um I'm quickly checking one other spot here. No, man, I don't see any kind of injury designation whatsoever. I I think we're good. All right. Well, now I get to my wideouts then. You're done with your running All backs? All right. I am. Who's your top receiver? Well, he's only uh he's only well, part of the best offense maybe in the nation. Washington, huh? Jalen Polk at 6,100. Now it's tough deciding Ooh. which receiver. And since I didn't have a lot of extra money, wait, let me just make sure. Cause I have 400 extra. No, he's the best that I could do. Cause so, I went Jalen McMillan at seven K. Well, McMillan's better, but I didn't have that he's, money. He's probable. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure McMillan's going to play and be you know at full strength, but he is probable. So it's a little bit of a gamble, but at the same time, I mean, come on, all these receivers get like he McMillan is better, but I'm saying like Polk will probably still score a touchdown in the game. You know what I mean? Like he's still a stud. Right. So um, I think we were thinking along the same lines where again, if you don't roster the quarterbacks, you still want some pieces in that game. And so I, I like both plays. I do like McMillan over Polk, but that's why he's $900 more expensive. But I think it makes sense to get somebody on that Washington offense, maybe even Dylan Johnson too. Dylan Johnson could have a yeah, pretty good game. I thought about it, man. I thought about it. Um, <laughs> uh, so my second receiver, um, I'm taking you to uh, taking you to Knoxville. Oh, I, I'm in that game too. Squirrel, squirrel. What does he say? Christmas vacation, squirrel. Right. <laughs> uh, I need to get that sound drop. Um, look, we know Bruce McCoy's injured, right? And. Squirrel White is their leading receiver, and what is the weakness? Why did Jalen Milrow look like uh, Jeff Blake uh, last week? <laughs> um, the A and M secondary is one of the worst in the nation, and Joe Milton 
It's going to be able to fire this laser to squirrel white. I think they have a clear advantage there. So at six K, I think that is a, that's just a bargain play there. What are you doing here? Hasn't found the end zone yet. What do I say every week? Play Texas A and M. You'll find the end zone. No, I, I, I say uh, you know a, a candidate for positive touchdown regression. I, uh, I like the play, but a little too expensive. I was on the other side. I went with my guy Anaya Smith for four point nine. Oh, I got him too. Oh, there you go. That, that's my other wide out. My roster's done. <laughs> uh, both teams. I think I expect a lot of points in this game too. Yes, I would agree. This game is another game that's probably going to be you know, each team in the thirties. So it, it makes sense to get pieces. I like what you did have a receiver on on both sides, but uh, no, I, I got one more guy and he's dirt cheap. And uh, you want the tight end for Iowa and <laughs> you know, it's they're calling since, for rain though. Oh, uh, that's uh, they'll still throw some small little passes ever since uh, Lachey went down. The Michigan transfer, Eric all has really stepped up. Last two games, four for sixty-seven and a touchdown, and five for ninety-seven and a touchdown. Wasn't there a stat where like no Iowa receiver called any passes last week? Yep, zero. So there you go. <laughs> that you know what that means? Roster that tight end for only four point three k. Give me Eric All. It's so hilarious because so many people have a problem with that. I was I did I did the Veasan spot last night, and it's like everyone's just saying, and I'm like, but they won the game. Who cares if you win the game? Who cares? Um, but yeah, I, I, I look. I like your play. Iowa tight ends have been a long staple of of good football. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Um, so really, the difference is like I went cheaper so I could uh, I could afford uh, McMillan over Polk, and that's what that, and so therefore I had to go with a cheaper option at receiver to to, to uh, counterbalance that. So. Anywho, yeah. Uh, let's jump over to Saturday night slate because I'm about to beat the tar out of you. All right. I don't even have an ad read, so we just go right in. We go Boom, right perfect. in, buddy. I got. So what two if quarterbacks. I told you? What if I told you that six of my eight players are in the same game? And do you want to? There's only seven games in the slate. Do you want to take a, a stab at what game it is? Oh, I know. It's the Arizona Washington State game. Wrong. <laughs> okay, I figured a, a lot of points are going to be be happening there. Then I would assume USC Notre Dame. Wrong. Okay. Wow. Miami UNC. Wow. Okay. ACC Nick. I should have figured. True. Now they were calling for rain uh, Saturday, but that's going to be in the morning. So I think by the time this you know kicks at seven thirty Eastern time, I think we're at you know clear skies. We're good to go, and I, I expect a lot of points in this game. Um, so both my quarterbacks and the, the the other really good thing about this game is that there's cheap stackable options. It's not like. Oregon, Washington, which made it almost impossible to have a, a decent stack. So I'm not trying to compare the two games, but still, this is a game where the overrunners at 57, there's going to be some points. So my two quarterbacks are uh, Dan dimes, 6.2 K only dirt cheap. And then Drake may 9.6 K. I love the Drake may play, but the van dimes one, man, after watching that Georgia tech game, he threw some terrible balls. I thought it was in the rain. Maybe I'll give him a little bit of a pass. But I think he had two or three picks in that game that were pivotal. Um, my quarterbacks um, that are, that you know, I th- I smell a, a bottle of bourbon on the line here. Okay. Uh, I am in Pullman. Cam Ward is gonna bounce back against a shaky Arizona Wildcat defense at ninety one hundred. You pay up. Ward Ward versus uh, May. 
or we have this next one. Okay. How much was Tyler Van Dimes? 6.2k. <laughs> Do you have any extra money? Uh, I don't think so. Let me see here. I got no, nothing. Spent every dime. Mm. I spent every dime on Van Dimes. Well, I was going to say I thought this would be the battle here. Who you got? I'm going to Lubbock where Baron Morton is showing signs of life. Started some games. He's 6300 though. Mm. So, I don't know if you want to agree to this, but let's go. Let's do it. All right. Van dives against Baron Morton. I think the UNC defense is decent. And as much as I think K K state's defensive line and linebackers are decent, they got all four of their secondary from a, a year ago went to either graduation or the NFL. So I think that's their clear weakness. And that's, that's how Missouri was able to ex- exploit them. Um, and I think that's how Texas Tech will. I got Texas Tech winning this game in Lubbock. Baron Morton, sixty-three hundred. Let's go. I do like that game, you know, for a sneaky high-scoring game. And also, I don't mind the ward play, I, even though I rostered him last week and and he burned me throwing all those interceptions. But probably a good bounce-back spot for him. All right. Well, uh, I only did two running backs. How about that? Same here. Uh, are we going to South Bend and the linebacker in? <laughs> You're goddamn right we are. <laughs> Aldrich Estime is going to run for seven thousand hundred billion. What did Joe Biden say? Hundred <laughs> million billion. I mean, shout out to Chad G in the chat. He's sitting over there. He's talking A and M. He's talking sh- shit about Colorado State. I'm on board. Let's go. Uh, what? What? Uh, so. Yeah, so I mean, we all know USC's defensive struggles, and Notre Dame is going to want to run this ball, you know, all night long. So I expect a big game from Estime. Yeah, I mean, he's a stud. And then uh, you, I think you rostered this guy last 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 week. Oh shit, we're gonna have the same same person, Taj Brooks, back in Lubbock. Yep, I did. They like to throw him the ball a little bit too. Yeah. Four straight games over a hundred yards. Last week he had 31 carries. I mean, the, the you know, Texas Tech is you know, we we think of Texas Tech as just you know pass ball every play, but no, they're running it and they're giving it to Brooks, and he's been very effective of late. Uh yeah, so we have the same running backs. Maybe we will have different wideouts. Depends uh, if you're rocking anybody in the Miami UNC game. Nope. <laughs> Stayed away from that one. Well, then we got all different wideouts. Stayed away from that one. So, uh, who is your top wideout? Uh, Tez Walker, five point nine k. You know, he came back last week, had six for forty three. He got his feet wet. Now, prime time. This is a game where they feed him the rock and really, you know, put him on the national stage and kind of shove it in the NCAA's faces that this guy's a hell of a player. How much? How much is he? Five point nine. Nope. Can't no? do it. Can't afford him. Okay. Um Wow, all your receivers are less than five point nine, huh? No, I have one that's okay. more, but this guy's a fucking animal and I, I don't think you wanna I don't well, think yeah, I don't who think is he? I I really We're all in suspense. Who is he? Uh I am taking you to Pullman. All right. Where um so it, let me ask you something. If you're Jed Fish, I understand this is the Jaden Delora Bowl. But did you find is your plan? Well, that's I'm saying he's questionable. Yeah. Have you seen my guy Noah Fafita playing uh, ball? Looks pretty good, man. 
Well, you know who Noah Fafita's high school wideout was? Oh, who's that? The five star there. Uh, how do I pronounce his name? Tetoria Tetoroa McMillan. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, this dude against USC six for one thirty eight, buddy. Balling out. Let me tell you, if Fafita's starting, you're gonna want to. They've had this continuity back to, since their high school days. So, um, this is a big time recruit, former five star for Arizona. Um, this is one you're gonna have to watch, man, because he's a stud. Now, maybe you pivot if if Delora gets the start, but uh, even with that, like against Mississippi State with Delora, he had eight yeah. for one sixty one against UTEP, six for eighty nine, scored touchdowns in both those games. I, I think this game's going to have, and, and if Delora's starting, you know, he's going to want to air it out against his former team. Sure. He's a baller. Yeah. I like the play. So uh, that's why I, I, I couldn't, I, I think he's more valuable than Tez Walker. So um, I don't think it's a fair comparison, but maybe some of the other ones we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay. Who's who's your second price? Highest price. My water? second price guy is also 5.9 K he's on Miami. Xavier Restrepo. Also on my fantasy team, coming off a game twelve for one twenty three, and he has uh, he has three games over one hundred yards this year. The only the only games that he didn't go over one hundred, uh, I mean, it was blowouts against Miami of Ohio and Temple. So um, Xavier Restrepo, uh, he's too cheap here. Five point nine k, give me a break. Yeah, he's good, and they run the air raid. They're going to get a lot of balls out there, um, just kind of like the Wazoo angle. Um, I like it. I like it. My second highest price receiver though. I'm staying in Pullman. <laughs> you know, this is our boy. All right. Carlos Hernandez. All right. Uh, Lincoln Victor still out. So who's he might gonna- play. He's going to test it. I, I still think Victor is a week away from coming back, but he said he's, he's going to, he's testing his, his ankle. I think he had a high ankle sprain similar to uh uh, to Raleigh Leonard, who might come back this week also, but I, my my hunch is that neither of them play this week. But you look back at what Carlos Hernandez did, the freshman out of uh, out of Los Angeles, and you know he struggled against UCLA, only two catches, but the whole offense struggled. Go back to the Oregon State game where he had seven catches. I think they're going to get him the ball. So for a cheap four point seven k, give me Carlos Hernandez. All right. All right. I like it. We rostered him last week and he didn't do that great for us, but it makes sense. I guess you want to monitor what Victor does, but like I said, I, I don't think he's going to play. So you're probably pretty good. Uh, my next guy, only 4.2 K and there's been three good Miami receivers this year. Restrepo, Jacoby, George, and Colby young. Well, Jacoby George is questionable. I don't think he's going to play, which means the other two receivers, their stock should go up. So that's why I'm taking Colby young, even though he has an awful first name for 4.2 K. All right. Well, look, I'm taking you to South bend, Indiana, where uh, my guy, what Mitchell Evans, I'm assuming you have him on the team. I don't unbelievable. You were the guy to put me on to him. Uh, He he won me a bourbon bet against you a couple weeks ago when he had that monster game against Duke, right? Yes, he is a stud, and you're telling me in a game we know they're gonna have to keep up a little bit at least. So at 22 catches, 343 yards. If you look at, I feel like it's it's he's coming on. You know, like this is not, you know, early in the season in the Navy game he basically did nothing. In the NC State game he did nothing. 
the past three games, Ohio State seven for seventy five. The Duke game six for one thirty four. The Louisville game four for seventy one and a touchdown. They are gonna try to find ways to get him the ball. That's their edge on offense. You got a roster. Uh, he's a he's an animal. You, you'll yeah. find no argument from me. He, he's gonna be a future NFL player. He has soft hands. You know he's he's tough to bring down in the open field. I like the play. How much was he? Uh, he is fifty four hundred. Yeah, I couldn't afford him. Mm. My last guy does play tight end. He's a tight end for UNC for an even four K. Bryson Nesbitt coming off a game against Syracuse, five for seventy nine and a touchdown. I told you, my whole roster, you know, six of my eight guys are in this game. So um, hopefully Nesbitt comes through for me. Uh, I like that angle. Uh, you know, I like the the. I'm sorry, the chat is cracking me up. Billy Tenlegger <laughs> says it's Colby in a, a smoky poker room in the, in the back alley somewhere. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you, Are you in Koreatown? Yes, that's what I'm saying. L.A.'s Koreatown yeah. is is uh, you know phenomenal. You could. I've been up for 24 hours uh, playing <laughs> Texas Hold'em. So uh, yeah, had to get this in. And uh, and shout out to Capwise. Ben does great work over there, and he's got. He says Coach Prime on running back Alton McCaskill. Remember the former AAC Freshman of the Year. Yeah, you're definitely going to see him this week. He's only three point three k on DraftKings, and uh, Ooh, I like maybe, that. Maybe you consider that one. And uh, uh, look, I have one more player left. I'm going to take you. I'm staying in that Notre Dame game because I think. You know, I really do blame some of Notre Dame's struggles on their offensive coordinator. I think they don't utilize Chris Tyree the best way possible. Oh, going back to Tyree. That was a bourbon bet from a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mitchell Evans versus Chris Tyree. Yeah, I got both. And look, I think if they're going to stay, keep up and Tyree, remember out of Virginia, right? And if they're going to keep up, they need explosive plays. And this is their guy. Like they should be using him more creatively. In my opinion, I know I talked to so many Notre Dame fan. Oh, our wideouts aren't good. It's like, well, find creative ways. You got that stud tight end. You got Tyree. Tyree should be touching the ball way more, in my opinion. Um, and what's and Tyree's price? He is a four point one k. Tyree Price versus Colby Young. Side bet. Colby yeah. Young's and even four k. I didn't. Oh, no, he's, no, he's, I'm sorry. He's 4.2. Yeah. I didn't have any extra money, so I couldn't do that, but yeah, let, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. All right. You're going to go back to the well with, uh, with Chris Tyree, huh? Yeah. I mean, this Notre Dame office coordinator is, is a bozo. I could, I could be doing this. Let's go. Um, and that's our slate folks. Appreciate everyone. And, and the Alton McCaskill oh. angle, very interesting by cap wise, pay attention to that. I might jump on that actually, the more I think about it. Uh, and look, we invite you to come play DFS with us. NC Nick will tweet out the invite from his uh, personal account. NC underscore underscore N I C K. Uh, I will retweet it from the College Football Experience uh, Twitter account at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give us a follow. Play that game. All that nonsense, you know. Um, also, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. And check out all of our other work. Um, we have preview and picks for every single game whether it's FBS or FCS, you know, it's all out there and uh, on the college football experience and the FCS college football experience. Also the college basketball experience. Yes. Uh, myself, Moneyline mag NC Knicks out a few uh, go listen to those conference previews. We're breaking down all 31 conferences, uh, college basketball experience, subscribe, tell a friend. Also uh, make sure you check out the college baseball experience with Noah Beanick and myself and the big 12 experience with Moneyline mag. You want to hear about his misery? 
All right, West Virginia losing on a hail mary last night. Uh, you want to check that out? Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm a part of that as well. And look, every Friday they're live from Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada. That is not Las Vegas, New Mexico, and uh, and they're on Veasan. Brent Musburger's network live every Friday night, nine o'clock Pacific, midnight Eastern. Veasan is a network. Brent Musburger's network that you should have if you have YouTube TV in the NFL package. So. Uh, what are you doing, folks? Check us out. Uh, also, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast in general. All right. And uh, yeah, check out uh, CJ Sullivan. Bottom line bombs, always fun. Just dropped an episode with him talking about Moneyline Dogs in college football. Caught it the college football weekend bombs. Go listen to that. And shout out to the whole chat. Uh, until next time, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. And the whole team's